next time. Okay, we are live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Nobody Puts Podcast in a Corner. Um, thank you, uh, everyone, who has been sending wonderful feedback over the past few weeks for, for last week's episode. Obviously, the solo one, that was completely nerve-wracking, uh, but had some really lovely feedback about that. So thank you, uh, and thank you for uh, everybody who's actually been getting in touch and saying that they'd like to come and do an episode and has been suggesting some really great topics. So um, thank you very much for, again, the continued support. Joining me this evening is uh, Pops, a.k.a. Andy. Hello, good evening, welcome. Good evening, Ross. How are you? Fantastic. All the oh, better for good. being here. Ah, uh. oh, well, that sounds <laughs> sincere, doesn't it? Yeah, um, it does. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you for being here. We'll come back on to a little bit more of that in a second. But first, I... Uh, I'm very, very happy to say that uh, another fantastic local business has decided to sponsor an episode. They're actually sponsoring two. This is the first of two. Um, and that is the Bait Bloke. Um, very happy to say that um, Bait Bloke was a business that started during lockdown, um, which is fantastic, uh, run by uh, a friend, uh, Dan. And yeah, it is literally that. It is the Bait Bloke. Um, so, you know... He he started this business off from the ground up, uh, just making incredible, uh, you know, baked and sweet goods. And I, I got one of his first boxes when it launched, and I have to say it was divine, absolutely divine. I'm not a massive sweet eater, but it was incredible. Um, but he uh, he sponsors tonight's episode uh, with with Mother's Day coming up, as uh, my own mum has already hinted <laughs> to do with this particular. Uh, uh, so I think she knows what she's getting for, for Mother's Day. But yes, um, so, you know, with, with, with this coming up, you know, take the hassle out of Mother's Day uh, by ordering, you know, a variety of uh, these baked treats that include, but not limited to, uh, the Biscoff cookie cakes. If you If you are sensible right now and you've got Instagram or social media and you're listening to this, you'll go onto Facebook or Instagram, you'll find the bake bloke and you will look at his Biscoff cookie cakes. They are mouth-watering. Um, but yes, uh, the always popular mix boxes or one of a number of other treats, but place your orders with Dan by messaging on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you again to him for sponsoring today's episode. So let's get started we already have uh people commenting in uh good evening rachel uh good evening andrew good evening mum <laughs> um hello james some people already saying wonderful things about the bake bloke and yes the mother's day gift absolutely um so yeah uh why we're here tonight tonight's episode is called so back to the future is a bunch of bullshit that is a direct quote by ant-man in avengers endgame uh which was one of my favorite lines and i felt like it was a great uh great opportunity to throw that in for a title we are we i mean myself and obviously you andy have been talking about time travel in films for quite a long time haven't we it's always a topic that comes up and it's oh, yeah, always a yeah. Uh, always a conversation that doesn't end uh, after a few seconds, and it usually ends with a disagreement as well between us. So that's always normally, good fun. Uh, <laughs> um, but 
you know, what better than to talk about it a little bit more in depth in a podcast. So, uh, you know, many, many films have tackled the topic of time travel and, uh, you know, many different films have done it very differently too. And we're going to highlight a few films in particular this evening um, that, that obviously have uh, tried different styles with their time travel in their stories uh so we'll be talking about them obviously please uh if you're listening watching us sorry live please comment throughout uh any thoughts uh oh it's the bait bloke himself thank you great topic yes thank you very much and thanks for sponsoring the episode <laughs> um so uh yeah we're gonna go through a selection of films please comment along let us know what you think of the films and let us know what you think about this time travel thing you know time travel isn't just limited to films it's a uh, technically a fictional uh concept so far as we know um but it's something that's the kind of topic that keeps people uh awake at night sometimes thinking about uh you know the many different ways in which time travel could and could not occur there are such things uh in existence that suggest that time travel has already uh already happened i don't know if you've ever seen it andy the um behind the behind the scenes footage of um charlie chaplin's the circus and there was a video on the dvd commentary so bearing in mind this is going back like you know 80 odd years and there was a woman walking and it looked like she was talking on a phone um oh, and it's no been, i haven't seen that ah you have to so, something to youtube i only just remembered it. i would have asked you to watch it beforehand but i totally forgot about it until a second ago um a lot of people just put it down to the fact that hearing aids back in you know that yeah, time probably. were very big and she was probably but the weird thing was that she was she was walking alone and she was clearly talking um yeah. So there was there's a lot of things about it that was kind of questionable, but um, it was one of those things that was just snuck into a DVD extra that on a film that not many people tend to watch anymore, and just happened to be clocked out of the blue, and it kind of took took the world by storm. Um, Susie says it was a man dressed as a woman. It did look like a man dressed as a woman. Um, but it's weirder I and weirder, doesn't it? <laughs> wouldn't like to speculate too much on that one um so yes time travel let us know what um you what you think of the films as we go through them so obviously you and me have already had a conversation about the films that we're going to discuss i'd let you pick one let's pick one for us to begin with which one do you want to start with well should we start quite simple and back to the future <laughs> back to the future absolutely the the you know it's got to be the uh, one that most people know surely yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's the one that obviously is referred to quite a lot when when people refer to time travel in films, as the quote of this episode suggests. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, Back to the Future. So, I mean, Back to the Future is an interesting one because it isn't just, you know, let's go back in time. There's three films of it and every single film seems to... Um, push it that little bit further in in the end you find yourself intentionally looking for almost plot holes in the film because you feel like there's got to be some somewhere um so back to the future talk to talk to me about the time travel as you perceive it in back to the future how does it work well the first one is, is it goes back to 55 isn't it isn't it 55 yeah 1955 um, yeah accidentally uh, he gets knocked over instead of his dad. 
<laughs> yeah. Means, which means his mum starts to fancy him. Which Not is weird, weird yeah. or anything. <laughs> um, and then it goes from there, you know. It, it, yeah. She, she, and she, he's trying to get his mum and his dad together because, because he obviously he, he will not exist. Yeah. Well, and sure he has the photo. He has well, he has the photograph, doesn't he? So he has the photograph of him and his siblings, and throughout the film, the siblings start to fade, don't they? And uh, towards there, the end of the film, there's a couple of things wrong with the photo, isn't there? If 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 they, if they were going to fade, he'd be the first one to fade because he was the last one to be born, surely. <laughs> Never considered that before. That is a very no. good point. Uh, um, I did think it was uh, slightly, slightly uh, uh, flexible of them with the story to have it that he was the one. That happens to go like. Yeah, that's it. Convenient. Very, very convenient. Um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's it's it definitely pushes uh, liberties. I think, um, but ultimately, it, it uses this concept that is the most I would say commonly used concept in time travel. Uh, mm -hmm. as a theory that if you go back into the past and you change something, it therefore uh, changes not just the future, but the future you go back to when you, if you eventually return to said future. Yeah, but it, it, it doesn't because when he goes back, he's still there, isn't he? Because he's there when Doc gets shot. Two of them are. Yeah. Yeah. He for goes back for about... Yeah, for about a few minutes. Yeah, and then he goes so back. He watches loop, himself go back. Yeah, so it's the beginning of the loop, isn't it? Um, yeah. And it, it kind of ties into the many different theories that obviously you and me have discussed where you've got time, which is an ongoing circle. It's an infinity loop. It just keeps going round and round and round. And you could be any one number of the many different incarnations that are knocking around in a certain timeline at a certain time. Yeah. Then you've got Back to the Future, which as far as I can tell is the first ripple effect. And I say that because whereas in Back to the Future 2, he goes back to 1955. And as you were saying, you know, then there's two of him running around in the same timeline, which is where they're both, they both don't belong. And he has to make sure he doesn't run into himself. That isn't something, that doesn't seem to be a problem that he has in the first Back to the Future film. It does feel like there is only ever one Marty knocking around in 1955 unlike the events of, say, Harry Potter in a Prison of Azkaban, which we'll go on to in a bit, mm. um, but where there are obviously multiple versions of them in an ongoing loop at all times for the reasons that obviously we'll discuss. So it could be argued that that was point one of a potential ripple effect. And as you say, then Marty, he, Marty watches it himself at the end of the film, go back in time. So it could be argued that he was always playing catch-up. But then what happens when that Marty that's gone back in time comes back to the future? What version of himself is he going to watch go back to the future then? Well, this is it. We don't know. We don't know whether once he goes back, that's that timeline gone. We don't know if that's that done. We do. We, we don't know. We don't know. You're absolutely... then it's just, it's just that we're going to be in that timeline where he's gone back and he's with Doc. And yeah, he's saved him absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because it's. I suppose it's this concept that he's gone back in time because everything's been saved. He would come back to a different version of the future, perhaps. Is that a, is that a possibility, or? Well, that's that's what he's done in the film, isn't it? He's come back. His yeah. parents are, you know, great people. He's an author and all the rest of it. His siblings are both doing good and well for themselves. Whereas in the original, they were, you know, wasted and all the rest of it. Weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Marty's so, exactly the same. 
so what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, that's a good point, actually. He's exactly the same. <laughs> um, so the question is then, what the Marty that we the, the Marty that Marty watches go back in time at the end of the film when he obviously thinks Doc's been shot for the second time, but he was wearing a bulletproof vest. What version of the events does that Marty come back to? Or does that Marty, is it possible that as soon as Marty gets in the DeLorean and hits 88 miles per hour, he just ceases to exist? Well, because that, that, that future, line might just go. It might just disappear, yeah, that line. Just vanishes, yeah, because time has caught up with itself. So it's possible. It's possible. But we don't know. Uh, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Um, Rachel says, it's quite an egotistical view, but that one person going back could change the entire scope for the future. Like, does no one else's present day matter? It's really interesting that you should say that because um, I had this thought not too long ago and I thought, what if you are going back just to sort out your own timeline and you trip over a twig and that twig is connected to the roots of a tree that then rip up a house, and that house falls down and destroys someone's family. You've just changed someone's entire future without even just by tripping on a twig, hypothetically. And that's that seems to be a concept. It is. It is. You're, it's a very dangerous game, um, which I think, as Back to the Future very much explores in a bit more of a far fetched level, obviously, in Back to the Future 2, when yeah. not only does he have to go back to the past that he was in in the first film, where there are then two of him, the reason he's doing it is because somebody took the time machine whilst they were in future, went back to the past, changed the past, and then returned the time machine to them. So that when they went back, obviously they went back to a completely different style of time that they left. Which kind of pulls a little bit from the Avengers Endgame theory, which is you've created an alternate timeline. And in order to restore that timeline, you need to fix that point that was broken in the first place. So it's now back to the future... There's still going to be a divergent timeline though, isn't there? It's... it's, it's, it's... Well, it doesn't just not does it does it does, is it or does it just know. vanish yeah exactly <laughs> let's build a time machine and find out yeah. um <laughs> uh, so well yeah i know uranium i think um so uh i'm just having a little bit of a look at the comments i will keep up with them in a second but on that note um obviously if do you have from your perspective of time travel do you have a bugbear with the way back to the future does it well, just like I say, they haven't done it. That there is loopholes, like I say, with the picture yeah. and the fact that he goes back and everybody else has changed. But Marty's life is exactly the same. He's still friends, strangely, with this old man who lives by himself. <laughs> yeah, but there you go. <laughs> Um, do you think it could it be suggested that the reason that that he hasn't been affected by it is because he was the subject that changed that reality? Well, maybe, but then there's still getting to that point isn't it there has to have been of life up to that point it doesn't just change like that you know it's, no. it's got to go from oh yeah like so, when, so, yeah i see what you mean you know you've got point a b and when you go back to b you then start another point which is c yeah so there's got to be that line there's got to be that line yeah no no i absolutely agree um Okay, cool, right, Back to the Future. Uh, and then obviously you got Back to the Future 3, where it's just... I only really thought about recently how much is actually going on in Back to the Future 3. Like, at one point, 
there are two DeLoreans in one timeline because you've got the DeLorean that Doc puts in the cave yeah. at, at the end of the events of the Western timeline that when he died, and then you've got the DeLorean that's in 1955 that the other Doc helps Marty send back to... And that only occurred to me recently. It only occurred to me that there were two DeLorean time machines in one timeline. Yeah, never occurred to me yeah. before. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, oh, Andrew's just said, there is the concept of being the eye of the storm where everything changes around you, which is the point I, I was, yeah, absolutely riding up to a minute ago. However, as Andy says, it's this whole idea that you, however... If all your family has changed around you, logically in that scenario, you would have been changed. Your life up until that point would have been different um, because your family's lives have been different. Um, so, uh, James makes the comment I always wonder what happens to other people when the future is altered. Like, if someone went back in time and changed it so EastEnders was never invented, that would be nice. Uh, does an EastEnders fan then randomly wake up and suddenly EastEnders is gone from his mind? I can't answer that, but what I can say is an interesting concept that happens in a lot of time travel films. Also happens, I think, in The Lake House, I think, and a few others, and Looper, is that they suddenly, where they've changed the past, their future selves suddenly develop memories that they didn't previously have. Like suddenly they kind of go, oh my God, where's this come from? So I suppose it's this idea that if you can grow new memories that have been affected by time travel, you can lose them equally the same way. What do you think about maybe. that? Maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe. It seems a bit strange that one day you wake up and you don't remember stuff. But you wouldn't know, you didn't know it. No, this is it. It's a, it's a bit like another film that we're going to come on to is the X-Men. Yes, well, yeah. And I'm actually really looking forward to talking about that one because that one does it so differently altogether. Um, so should we go on to that one next? Might as well. Okay. So uh, I, I am, for the record, noticing that lots of you are having very deep conversations about time travel in the comments, and I love that. I will highlight a few of the comments. Susie has just said Back to the Future 3 is awesome. It's all right. Um, however, I may not uh, I may not um, highlight all the comments of, if you're having your own conversations just because, well, just because. Um, so uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. Now, as a film, I absolutely love it. Um, I like the idea that it... I kind of always expected to have like the old cast actually team up with the young cast, but in, re in reality, I'm really glad they didn't. Um, so X-Men does it in a way that I've never known a film to, which is transferring your consciousness from your present future self to your past self. And I have a lot of issues with this. Although I like it in the film, I have a lot, having thought about this, I have a lot of issues with this because technically speaking, as soon as your conscious mind is transported to your younger self, you're going to be changing things straight away unless you intentionally lead like uh you know the same memory that you remember doing and even then that likely won't happen but whereas with back to the future marty was trying to let the past work the way it should have as soon as you're you and there's only one you but it's you being controlled by your future self you're going to do everything completely different so events that you did will never happen and it has such a knock-on effect, a larger knock-on effect. 
as a result, because then Pete, you won't you won't necessarily mingle with people you did mingle with, or you won't do things that you did with other people, and thus meaning their lives are going to be affected more so now as well. There's literally no chance that things will go that way because you're doing things completely differently. Yeah, well, they do change That's so much, don't they? So much. Like so a much has changed. They did. I yeah. don't know how they, from there, the rest of the X-Men films make any sense because it's all been changed from 73. Yeah, well, I think I think it's this idea that they were so so fed up with the way the other X-Men films have gone that they just decided to pretend like they never existed. Um, but I, I, I do I do think that it's this concept that you you have alternate timelines. I do think that's quite a quite a big standing theory um, that they've gone with. And I think the reason they did it was so that they could kind of like have more liberty because arguably before Days of Future Past, the story had to go the same way. To lead into the events of the original X-Men films, the story had to go the same way. So you do Days of Future Past, and then suddenly the, young, the younger versions of the characters in the original X-Men films can have different stories. Because as long as, and this is the thing where a lot of people seem to not really, you know, go a little bit off track with, is I always say, well, the end of Days of Future Past has all the X-Men alive and well, and everything seems happy, and it's a nice future. But then everything that happens in that with those previous earlier characters has to lead into that moment. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. So they kind of they set set themselves up for a lot of failure. To be fair, mm. that's what I say. It doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, it's, it's it's a strange one, really. It is. It is. I think. Um, and what and what was then funny about the X Men films is what then their two sequels that they did after Days of Future Past with the younger cast went and broke the rules of the future that they set up in Days of Future Past. There you go. So they completely messed up there. But yeah. Days of Future Past is a good film. Um, I have, as I say, I do have issues with the whole mind transfer thing because, like I say, you'll never do things the same way again, and that just that has such devastating consequences there's i reckon it'd be easier for there to be two versions of you in that timeline because at least yeah. one version of you will be conscious of the other one and trying not to let like a bit like you know not exactly like marty in back to the future but at least marty had doc ringing in his ear going don't change the past whereas mm. if you're controlling your ultimately playing puppet master over your younger self you can't help but change the past even if you go yeah. you know you wake up and face a different direction or you use a different toilet or you eat a different bit of food, you've done things differently and it can have uh, quite consequential effects. So, okay, that's X-Men then. So your time to pick a film next. Um, time Machine. Yeah. Yeah. Time Machine is a good one. Um, obviously for, for, Similar reasons to what we've discussed, but also tackles a different uh, side of time travel altogether. Uh, so I know, and I know you know what that is. So talk, talk to me about talk to me about time machine. Well, we're talking about the um, remake with Guy Pearce. Yeah, we're not talking about yeah. the original. Yeah, yeah the, no, no, no. the original only goes into the future, so there's no real problems with that. Um, no, absolutely. Guy Pearce and his then girlfriend. Uh, get engaged. Yeah, she gets he takes her into the uh, where they're going, they were going somewhere for a walk anyway. Uh, yeah, the into the park, yes, for a walk. yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets Carriage. shot, she gets oh, shot by a mugger, 
and yes. dies, obviously. And he's so wracked with guilt that he's caused her death and she's died. He goes away and builds a time machine uh, to try and go back and save her. He goes back and she still dies. And again, four years, and again, four years later, that's and four again. years it took to build it. And uh, yeah, yeah, he goes back and she gets run over by a carriage or something, doesn't she? That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and uh, so every time, yes. every time he goes back, it changes, doesn't it? Uh, it, the, it? The, 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 it changes, but she dies at the same time. Like he said, he says, because I wrote it down, I could go back a thousand times and see her die a thousand different ways. I can't change the past. But I, that's what he tried. I was, yeah, I always thought about this. What if he just like built a time machine big enough to fit her in and just grabbed her and put her in the time machine and then took her out of the loop altogether? That would be the only logical way to save her, wouldn't it? It would be, but they didn't do that. <laughs> there was only one, only one seat in that time machine. Yeah, that's um, it. It was only built for one person. He, he didn't really want to save her, let's be honest. He was just having a laugh. Um, oh, yeah. uh, he just wanted to build a time it, machine. Exactly. And he, he just, just needed thought, a reason. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, it, it's an interesting point, though. It's this idea that, um, you know, you as as someone trying to change something that it doesn't matter how many different timelines you go to, the events will still happen. They might happen in a different way, but a fixed point in time, such as death, you know, yeah. where, where there is death, there will always be death, you know? And, uh, it, it, that, that is, that is an interesting concept. I'm not sure I agree with it though, because that suggests that there's a bigger power at play. In my opinion, I could be wrong. I might be reading into that a bit much, but it's this whole, whole idea that if you can bend the laws of ultimately space and time to travel to a different point in time, then you should be able to change everything else around it. Yeah, you should. You should. But, but just not like say, if, so, if somebody's supposed to die, they're going to die, aren't they? True. But at what point? I mean, the thing is, is that she died. If she had died because she had developed a terminal illness, then that's different because she was her body was always going to go that way. Don't matter what timeline she's in or what, you know, however many different ways, you know, unfortunately that's the way it's going. However, she died in an accident. You know, it was, a, it was an unnecessary death. So it's suggesting that fate and destiny pay, played a part in it because every time she died due to it being a tragic accident. Mm. Um, I think even in one of them, I would distinctly remember this shot of him being in one of the timelines and the moon was falling apart. Do you remember that? Like yeah, it's in the future, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's in the future. Yeah. But it, it's interesting that, you know, I sit there and think, well, you know, I, I guess it does make sense because, you know, you if she's going to die, she's going to die. But it just suggests that that was always decided to be her point in time that she was going to die. And nothing he can do will change that. Um, it's interesting, though, that the world changes around to suit that death. So she didn't die by getting mugged in a park the second time. She got hit by a carriage. Yeah, so when they went for a different walk, he took her somewhere else, didn't he? Stop taking her for a walk for crying well, out loud. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it's interesting when you say when you think about it from a completely even an out-of-the-box film point of view, you kind of sit there and go, Well, it was then allowed to happen that she died a completely different way, but she still died at the same time. So mm. the world, it's almost like Final Destination. Death yeah, catches yeah, up with you one way or another. Film. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
So yeah, time, good film though. I actually really like Time Machine. Oh, it's um, a good film. Yeah, it's, it's a but good there is, film. There is problems because, like, like I said, they, they he he stops and buys some flowers, and then asks her, asks her to marry her. Yeah, and then they, and instead of going to get the flowers, he just gets her and takes her into town to for a walk. Yeah, get her away yeah. from the mugging. Yeah, well, they go past the shop where he buys the flowers. And that's when the carriage comes along and hits her. But in the right. original, in the original, before we bought the flowers, he stopped that carriage. Right. Okay. So if they were there at the same time, he should be there stopping him in the original. Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. I can buy that. Yeah. I had never considered that before. You've thought about it. He, he, st he? <laughs> he stopped the carriage in the first place. And then in the second one, why didn't he stop the carriage? Because he had more important things on his mind. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I well, don't no, but know. The original uh, person, the, the original guy Pitts, should have been there at the same yeah. time. Oh, that's what you're saying. Oh, okay. Because so yeah, but the time, but because he, yeah, okay. I was about to say, but because he went back in the time machine, why would he be there? But it was a, it was a, in the past. So his, unless it's this idea that if you go back in time, you go back into a different timeline. But then you would still surely, if you're trying to save the girl, you'd surely run into your past self no matter what, wouldn't you? Well, you, you, you would do, wouldn't you? Yeah. That's I'm a really sure good point, would. actually. Never considered that. The fact of the matter is, is that he should have, his past self still should have been there. Yeah. Interesting. And I bet you that probably applies to a lot of these films that we're going to talk about. <laughs> probably. I don't know. It's just one well, thing I've noticed, you know. Yeah, no, a very good point. Well, let's then talk about the next one, which is Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. However, before we do, I am just going to have a quick look at the comments. Lots of people talking about changing timelines. Um, lots of lots of great debate going on in these comment sections so loving that absolutely loving that nice 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 conversation guys we'll leave you to it um so harry they potter not to us, i think i think they are i think i think we've inspired them to go into a massive debate which is quite good i'm enjoying yeah. seeing the comments um so harry potter prisoner of azkaban is an interesting one because it it does for me now, there are many loopholes with the theory, um, but it's the one where it kind of acknowledges that if you go back in time, you're always going to be there. There's not going to be, like, you know, so throughout the events of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, strange things kept happening. Like, I think a pebble went through a window and they couldn't work out where it came from. Um, and they saw, heard rustling in the bushes and they looked and they thought they saw someone but couldn't quite tell. Uh, and it turned out, as the film story went on, that they were the ones that went then back in time and had to try and help their past selves, even though we'd already actually realised that, that they'd been doing that already throughout the film. So it suggests right. there's this endless loop going on. Like, no matter what, there will always be a version of them, two versions of them in one timeline at the same time. Uh, and when one leaves, the other enters. Um, and I quite like that theory. It's always been one that I've kind of gone, do you know what, I... I I mean, unless I'm missing something really obvious, I can quite get behind that. Yeah, Harry thought he saw his father as well, didn't he? But it was him. But it was it was him exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I'm yeah. pretty sure Hermione said as well. She turned around. And she went. I thought I saw. And then she was going to say myself, but mm. she didn't. You know, and and there were close calls where you know they must have thought. You know, oh my god, 
But obviously the reason they went back in time was to save the creature thing. Uh, but yet the irony is, through clever filmmaking, it suggests in the first version of the timeline that the creature, Buckbeak, sorry, that was what it was called, Buckbeak, was killed. But it wasn't. It was just made to look like he died. In fact, they'd already saved him. Yeah, so there was, they'd already got him out. So we were just kind of, we were just seeing it from two different points of view. Now, yeah. it may as well be one timeline. There may as well just be six individual people working at two, but it's just because they went back in time and they were helping themselves from a different perspective. And then it reset, they carried on and they went and they went back in time and they went, you know, and it, I think it's the one that I buy the most, if I'm honest. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a few issues with it, though. Such know, as? Not, not, not just the time <laughs> travel bit, but, it's, you know, Hermione's got this... Um, and all she uses it for is to do more work how much of a blooming <laughs> squat is this blooming girl you know why didn't yeah. they just go back and kill Voldemort when he was a baby or something <laughs> baby Hitler yeah uh absolutely no <laughs> yes I'm still chuckling over the titty twister thing sorry, sorry. No, um, wrong no it's like no they're a wrong film, yeah. Um, yes, the um, you're, no, you're right. It's the fact the fact that uh, Dumbledore, or whoever, or Maggie Smith, or whatever, felt the need that they could trust a 13 year old uh, school pupil with a, a time traveling device. Yeah. Um, but yet, you're right. Didn't sit there and feel the need to use it to go back and stop Tom Riddle when he was a kid before he became Voldemort. I mean, it's a very good point. It's a very good point. And if, and if Voldemort is that good, why hasn't he got one? <laughs> Again, very good point. And also, <laughs> what happened? What happened to the Time Turner after Prisoner of Azkaban? Why did well, it never play it. a part in the films ever again? Double door said, "Buggy, you ain't having that again." <laughs> I uh, yeah, you know what? You've raised some very good questions. Uh, I would any Harry Potter fans. Um, uh, Rachel, was that tit twister? Yes, that was a yes. He he said a titty twister instead of a time turner. That's what you did correctly here. Um, yes, I uh, I uh, I would be curious. To any diehard Harry Potter fans, like who literally. Um, who, who, who know it inside out. And I'm sure the books give a little bit more logic to it. But there must be, as soon as you start introducing something like time travel into to things, you, um, uh, you know, it's, it, you make a good point. Oh, Amelia. Hello, Amelia. Amelia says, I think they can only go so far back, but not 100%. That's fair. Maybe it gives, <laughs> maybe it expires after 24 hours or something like that. But yeah, still though, well, then why didn't they use it in uh, Order of the Phoenix when Gary Oldman got zapped and killed, you know? Quick, Hermione, pull out your time turner, go back five minutes, and just move out the way, you know, so If they much. had gone back and killed Voldemort when he was a child, we wouldn't have had to put up with five more films, would we? <laughs> that is fair. That is more than fair. Um, oh, Amelia's Googled it. Five hours. Okay, fair enough, but still. Um, yeah, you're right. Uh, if they had gone back in time, it would have saved us uh, a lot of films. <laughs> Um so yeah, but from a time from a time traveling point of view, with the way that it loops around, do you find it an acceptable way of doing it in That's comparison to other films? It is, it is a good concept that you know they're, they're going back and the fact that they nearly see themselves, you know, and they, they can't quite make it out. They know they're saying wrong, but they don't know what it yeah. is. You know? 
Yeah, the, the risk factor is very much there. And from a film point of view, it's adding to this mystery only for us to realise. Because at that point in the film, we didn't really have reason to suspect there was time travel involved, only mm. for it to then be a nice little surprise two-thirds of the way through when they go back in time, relive the whole film, and we actually see it, from, like I say, from a different perspective, which I found quite refreshing. It's just a shame. Yeah, I think yeah. the, the, the film itself is pretty shit. So, um, But that's a story for another day. Even Gary Oldman uh, can't save it. No, I and hey, look, I love Gary Oldman in it, and I think That's his character is fantastic. And I just think there was too much wrong with that film. Anyway, um, I'm looking at the list. I'm looking at the list. Uh, what about let's talk, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Let's talk about Shawshank Redemption. I'm joking. Let's talk about the Terminator. Terminator. <laughs> um, good old Terminator. So I've I've summed up Terminator in one small sentence here which is future sent back to past, which created future. That sums yeah. it up, doesn't it? Yeah. So obviously you and me had a conversation about this a few weeks ago. Um, so I've got to get the names right because I always get mixed up. But John Connor, leader of the revolution in the future. Yeah. Against the machines. Skynet or whatever it's called. Skynet, yeah. Sends his friend and war companion, Kyle. Is that his name? Back I don't in... remember it. Yeah, his name's Kyle. I thought Kyle something. I can't remember. But anyway, Kyle, back in the past to protect his mother because the Terminators have also worked out how to get back in the past. And they realise that if they kill Sarah Connor, it will wipe out John Connor and the machines won't ever have to fight against, uh, you know, John and Kyle and all of that lot. Uh, however, when Kyle is back in the future protecting Sarah Connor, they have some fun, and as a result, John is born. I, think, yeah, I, I don't know how that does that, you know, sneaky bit of cock in that time. He gets pregnant with the one that's, you know, sending him back. How's it work? I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> so it, 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 all, it all begins now, you know. We go back and we talk about Harry Potter and it always being in an endless loop, but that one doesn't really work for me because the time travel came from the future. So the person was never from the past. He he always existed in the future. The future came secondary. So John Connor's father was his mate from the future, but it just it, it actually hurts my head trying to explain it because it it doesn't it just doesn't make sense, does it? Well, not really. It doesn't. You know, the only way she could get pregnant is if he went back. But how did John send him back? Because John wasn't born because he didn't. She didn't get pregnant by because she wasn't pregnant until him. Yeah, exactly. Oh. The only <laughs> the only way that I suppose it could be borderline explained is if you look at it from a non past, present, future point of view, and you just look at them as points in time. But even then, that's just that still doesn't really it doesn't change the fact that you had to go backwards in order to go forwards and and it is it's a it's a mess and it doesn't make for me and I, you know what I should have done a bit more homework on this particular film to try and see if there was any theories that explained how this was able to exist. But ultimately, as we've just discussed, you know that is the, that is the you know the crux of it that that the future created the past that the future came from which just doesn't make sense no it doesn't but it, i looked into some of it and they come up with something called an end jump or something 
and I couldn't get my head around what they were trying to explain. I, I okay. didn't get it at all. Didn't get it at all. Either that, or I just yeah. didn't want to get it. I don't know. But maybe you could be a bit of both. Bit of both. <laughs> just... um, it's uh, it's yeah no it's um it's an interesting way and I, I hopefully there might be a few people listening to this whether it be now whilst we're doing it live or in the future when it's on Spotify um and you might be thinking no 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 that this is what this is an easy explained thing if you are one of those people at whatever point in time you're listening to this podcast even if it's in a hundred years message me and message nobody puts podcast in a corner and tell us why this makes sense why did james cameron think this was an acceptable way to make a film uh if you can do that you should be sitting here instead of me no don't say that don't say that (laughs) do it next week week. (laughs) (laughs) literally same conversation everything everything. different yeah um uh shane no, he sent his best friend back in time to shag his mum. Yes, he did, and thus created him. <laughs> Thank you. That's for that. weird. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, oh, he, Shane was uh, Shane was answering. So I haven't seen Terminator. Rachel says, but am I understanding this right that he shagged his own mum? Uh, no, that's not no. what happened, no, Rachel. No. That's a different. <laughs> That's 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 how Back to the Future almost went. Um, <laughs> and as Shane then says, no, he sent his best friend back to um, to protect. I think that's the more important word: protect his mum, so that he could stay existing in the future. And actually, as a result, created his existence. It's very messed up. Anyway. Um, Andrew says, look at it as a closed loop system. It opens at Kyle coming back and closes when John sends him back. Yeah, okay, I get what Andrew's saying. It goes back to the whole idea that it isn't the past, present and the future. It's just points in time um, and it is a closed circuit. But from the point of view of past, present and future, it still just doesn't add up, does it? No, if it had been the past and gone to the future, then it would. But going from the future to the past, it just doesn't make any sense. Exactly. So, all right, here's, here's Rachel's made a comment. Well, he didn't do a good enough job at protecting, did he? Yes. So here's a question. Had she survived. He had, well, had, yeah, she survived. But let's just say when they did have sex, he wore protection, using the operative word here. Would that mean John would have been erased from the future? Well, if, if they hadn't have done it at all, you know, then probably, yeah. But then he wouldn't have been sent back. But he didn't send him back and say, when you go back in time, you have to make sure you have sex with my mum. So what if he hadn't? But then then that suggests that that always happened because he he didn't go back with that directive. He went back and he slept with her anyway, thus creating. So it's this idea somewhere behind the scenes that that was always the loop that was meant to happen. He was meant back. He was sent back to protect her, created John, even though he wasn't told to. Like John didn't say, you must go back in time. Hi, dad, by the way, go back in time. And make me. <laughs> um, so, you know, but then I suppose the question always would have been when when John was growing up, if he asked the question of who's my dad, what would have Sarah have said? Man from the future. You'll, you'll meet him later. <laughs> you'll meet him later, yeah. Descend yeah. him to <laughs> um, me. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, that's Terminator. Still, still none the wiser, but at least we've discussed no. it. Um, 
One that I find quite interesting is Deja Vu. Uh, the Denzel Washington uh, one. Have you seen that one? Yeah, it's a good film. It's um, a good concept as well. Another good concept. Yeah, so I haven't seen it in a long time, so correct me if I'm wrong, but is it ultimately the fact that he, there ends up being two versions of him in one timeline? Yeah. Yeah, and he his his future self sacrifices himself to save, so it, to basically yes. to change the events to save the ferry, but then we think he's dead, oh no, and then his normal past self or present self, whichever way you want to look at it, turns up at the end. Yeah, because he's trying to save the girl. I don't think he gives a toss about the fairy. He's more worried about the girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it's almost the reverse of Back to the Future because in Back to the Future, if you if you mess up the past and say, for example, you 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 know, say for example, his parents didn't sleep together or whatever, then he would have erased him from his present. But in Deja Vu, it's the other way around. His future self goes back, sacrifices himself, and his past self is still able to continue and live a life. So, I mean, is this this concept that that's always going to be the way that what happens? Is he going to be stuck in a never-ending loop? Um. Well, I suppose no, because it. Oh, hello, hold on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I suppose he would. Yeah, because his future self no longer exists. So there is a point in time where he doesn't exist that eventually he's going to play catch up with. But I guess the series of events would go differently because he actually changed the past. So his present self is allowed to have a slightly different future. Could that be argued that that's the way it goes? Yeah, but then you've got the other thing. that Once he gets up to where he should have been investigating it, he doesn't come back, does he? That's true, because obviously it doesn't need to be investigated anymore because it was saved. So at that point, oh, I don't know. <laughs> this is a good concept. It's, it's a good concept. Yeah, it does. I I suppose it's this idea that, that you're changing. If you sacrifice your future, does it really have any real impact on anything? Um, not if there's another person or another you to take your place. Yeah, exactly. I wonder what would it, it would have been in yourself at some point, wouldn't he? But yeah, exactly. And that was my, what my kind of like theory was. That if he, he's going to catch up with himself from that point in the future at some time, however, because his future self changed the actions of the past, his future self, sorry, his past self shouldn't really feel the need to go down that road. But then there's got to be a point where, as you say, he doesn't start doing the things that led him to that point in the first place. Yeah. Um, but say, that, that, that um, present person doesn't know anything about the past that's just happened. He doesn't even know who the girl is. That is true. That is she, true. But she it's does. Com- she knows everything that's happened and what, what he did. Yeah, it's almost like yeah, it's almost going to be like here's what I made earlier. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, uh, I I agree, but. Good as far as time travel theories go, bit bit different, bit more refreshing, and I like the idea that it relies on the future to save the present, mm. opposed of the present messing up the past. But then I guess there's always every present to a past is always going to be a future, ultimately, isn't it? So yeah, it's um, a good film. It's a good film, and plus for you, it's got Val Kilmer in it. So I know he plays a detective, doesn't he? Um, yeah. So don't not that I remember him much in it, to be honest. But you know, like. 
I, I, I really, I do quite remember Den- Denzel Washington in that because he was very, very good. I have to say. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, okay, let's talk about. Oh, let's talk about Interstellar. Oh, here we go. Because yeah. I, I don't, I don't have a lot to say about this. Uh, on my notes, I've obviously put, uh, got every film, put a sentence or two, and I've got to Interstellar, and I've just got Interstellar, no fucking clue. Um. So I I don't get into Stella. I never have. I don't think I ever will. I think it's an arrogant film, as I've said to you before. It it, it doesn't. It almost expects you to have an understanding of things that I just can't get my my head around. Um, but talk to me about Interstellar from what you what you perceive it as. Well, I don't know a lot about it myself because <laughs> I only really watched it recently, and I I didn't get it either. But the the Earth is dying, so they decide to send these ships out to see if they can go to different places in space to find different worlds and through a wormhole or whatever it is. And um, they send 10 ships out and only three send back a beacon to say they've survived. Black hole stuff. Um, Black hole stuff. And then they send Matthew McConaughey and somebody else goes with him, I think. Don't remember. Oh, yeah. What's her name does? Um, oh, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. That's him. That's the folk. And <laughs> they and they stumble upon Matt Damon, of all people. Basically playing the exact same role that he played in The Martian. Yeah, but they say that they're not connected in any way whatsoever, apparently. Yeah. Yet they came out like a year apart. I'm just like, what are the odds? Matt Damon agrees to play the same role twice in the space of 12 months. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but somehow... They end up, or Matthew McConaughey ends up back on Earth, but not on Earth. He's behind his own bookshelf. Yeah, which is is where I I really started to get lost. Yeah. He's trying to send messages to his daughter through this bookshelf. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I'll just keep picking the books up and putting them back. I I don't know how you know. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it wound me up because it felt like I felt like people who understand the concept of I think it's wormhole theory and the bookshelf in space or whatever it's called, you know, they they uh, they would go, oh, yeah, this makes perfect sense. This film makes sense, you know. But where, whereas a lot of people with Inception said, oh, I didn't get Inception. I perfectly got Inception. It was just a layer. It was just Inception is just about layers. Um, whereas Interstellar is about like, I, I just don't know. I just don't get it. I can't even try. If like someone says to me, like, talk to me about Interstellar, I can't because it no. just doesn't make sense. No, it's um, just it's just on a loop, though, isn't it? It's going to be on a loop because he's going to be doing the same thing all the time. Because yeah. if you're on a bookshelf telling them stuff, so then he goes into space and then he gets sent back again. He's behind a bookshelf and then he's back up again. It's just, it's just yeah. going around in an eternal loop, and I don't get it. No, I agree. I agree, and I don't agree with the film either. So, <laughs> okay, at least we've at least we've tackled it. It would have been one of those films if we hadn't discussed. Someone would have said, "Oh, why didn't you talk about Interstellar for?" Well, there you go. You're happy now. Um, Lake House, bit of Keanu. Um, oh, right, yeah. <laughs> now, Lake House is interesting because Lake House doesn't necessarily have people time traveling, but it does rely on the concept of time travel to change events yeah so talk to me i i I mean i've summed up um 
like house in the simple sense of the letters from the future determine the past and it changes the already written events right that's what Here i go from it <laughs> sandra bullock is in 2006 she yep. leaves the lake house yeah she leaves a letter in the post box for the next person that's going to come into the lake house which turns out to be keanu reeves yep. keanu reeves gets the letter and doesn't understand the letter because according to him the house has been empty until he goes into it. It so turns out poor prints yeah, on the pavement or something, wasn't it? Yeah, I'll get into that. And oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it turns out that Keanu Reeves in 2004. And she yeah. says saying about um oh there's a box in the attic and there's poor prints on the um bridge that leads up to the house. But there's none yeah. of them there in 2004. There's no box, there's no poor prints. And they start communicating through letters in this post box. Yeah. And there's a dog that's in both timelines from what I can work out. He's in 2006 and 2004. I don't know how the bloody hell he does that. don't remember the dog being in the future. I remember him being in the past, but I don't remember him being in the future. But well, that could dog, just be me. The dog was with her in 2006, wasn't she? Oh, Yeah. But then, but that, no, I, because she said in the letter the paw prints were already there before she moved in. So it couldn't have been her dog that caused them. No, but it was the dog in 2004 that caused them. The dog just turned up in 2006. Ah, dog is time travel. Maybe the dog represents time well, travel. Maybe. My, maybe it's the one that's time traveling. There's a dog. <laughs> maybe the dog jumped into the letterbox who knows yeah he's writing a letter <laughs> <laughs> yeah even he's got like a little candle and a quill in there yeah. he's like fuck off i'm writing yeah. um, it shuts the door again behind <laughs> <you. laughs> um but yeah so ultimately because then keanu reeves's character dies doesn't he well at the beginning there is a, a man killed by a bus and um yes Sandra Bullock tries to save him, but he dies yeah. anyway. And um, it turns out that that is Keanu Reeves. So at the end of it, she goes, she figures this out that it's him that was going to get run over. So she goes back to the lake house and putting letters in, trying to get him to not go to try and find her in 2006. And it turns out she says, wait for me in 2008 at the lake house, which is when it is where she is yeah, in 2008. Because Keanu Reeves now in 2006. Yeah, don't try and find me in 2006. Come to the lake house in 2008. And she's there and she's put all these letters in and then all of a sudden he turns up. Happy ending. Exactly. It is. I remember it being a happy ending. Like they're like they, they, I think they hug or kiss or whatever and that's it. The film ends. And it's like, oh, okay. So we're just going to ignore the fact that we've got a time-travelling letterbox here. Um, but, okay. So from a from a theory point of view... How does this film's uh, breaking of space and time sit on your table of acceptance? Well, this is letters, isn't it? You know, how can a letter do it? <laughs> and plus, halfway through the film, it, they start having conversations over these letters. You know, she says one sentence, you can hear them. You know, there's a voice over them saying a sentence. But they can't really yeah, do yeah. that in a letter. She's, she's walking about and seeing this stuff. She can't say it in a letter, oh, and then it comes back straight away. She's got to go back to the fucking lake house, come all the way back, and then, you know, get the message. You know, it, it just doesn't work that way. 
for some of it. Uh, it, it. It's a good film. It is a good film. It is. From what I remember of it, it is a good film. Um, and I think it was... It, it, the problem is the film is a rom is it rom com? It's not really a rom com, is it? It's just a romantic right, drama. It's a romantic, yeah, it's, it's yeah. A, ro- yeah, it's a romantic drama that relies on time travel as such to be its kind of story driver, but it doesn't actually address. Like, I mean, if that were me, I wouldn't be chatting a guy up from the past. I would be going, "Oh my god, my letter, my my letterbox can communicate with the past." Like, we need to do something more important with this. Yeah, yeah. trying to get you in the bed. <laughs> exactly so it's uh i think i think that would have been a better version of events in the film but you know whatever um so okay lake house though is a good film i do if anybody watching this hasn't watched it um or listening to this uh do do watch it it's a good all of these films are to be fair apart from interstellar um okay we haven't spoken about have we spoken about avengers endgame yet we haven't have we not really we touched on it didn't we yeah, no, we'll come back. Okay, well, let's go from one Sandra Bullock film to another. Premonition. Premonition. Now, I find Premonition really, really interesting because Premonition isn't necessarily a time travel film. It's all more about Final Destination style shit. However, the concept that I love in Premonition is this idea where she gets a vision of the future and by trying to prevent that vision, she causes it. It's simple because it's this idea that it's always going to happen. And no matter what you try and do, that's it. You're causing it, you know? So, and you had a vision of the future because that's what happens no matter what. By trying to prevent it, that was always meant to happen. You were meant to have that premonition that then caused that future. So it's, it's a bit out there, but it's quite simple, I guess, when you think about it. Um, and I love this idea. I love this idea at the film because I'll never forget like that. It's that whole car stuck in the middle of the crossroads and the lorry just comes along and hits him. And she's like running towards him down the road going, oh my God, I still couldn't save him. Oh shit, hang on. If I hadn't done all this, then he'd still be alive. Well, he was only turning um, around because she was there. Exactly. So <laughs> that, that you know, that was uh, a kick in the teeth to be fair. But... A clever concept, I have to say. I did really enjoy it. And it, again, it kind of links into the time machine a little bit. Uh, it's almost like where there is death, there will always be death. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a fixed point in time, you know? So, um, so uh, Shane has just said there is also a film called, yes, The Time Traveler's Life. Traveler's we know. Life. Uh, we have seen The Time Traveler's Wife. We have discussed The Time Traveler's Wife. We just didn't add it to our list. Um, I find The Time Traveler's Wife a bit creepy, personally, um, because... He rocks up in time for the first time when she's a little girl. She's like five or six. And yeah. then he keeps coming back to see her as she gets older. And I just find that a bit like grooming. I don't know. But he can't just control really... it, can he? No, but still, no need to like end up sleeping with her. Do you know what I mean? Well, that is a bit weird, but we've had some weirder ones so far. <laughs> we're gonna go... If we go on to the... one of them, we're going to have a really weird one. Uh, I, I'm wondering what one that is. We'll get... What one's that? Um, predestination. Oh, you see, I haven't seen that. So you, you that, that one's going to be over to you, but we'll head on to that in a bit. Um, also, uh, I knew this would get mentioned. So thank you, James. About Time. I haven't seen About Time, but have you? <coughs> yes, yeah, good film. It is a good film. Is it? The time, the time it? traveling is quite good because it does change stuff. If you go back, stuff changes in the future. Whereas a lot of these, you know, oh, nothing's changed. Amazing. You know, 
it's like he tries to save his sister from getting together with the bloke that ultimately does bad things to her. So he, right. he goes back, and when he comes back, the son, the daughter he's had, is now turned into his son because he's gone okay. back. And obviously, the sperm wasn't exactly the same, so he's not going to be the same <laughs> child. Absolutely. And that's cool. I like that. So it's this idea that if you go back in time, you are going to change a lot of things in your immediate surroundings, you know, yeah. which I like. I, I didn't know that. I That's made me kind of want to give that a go now. Um, that's a good film. It's worth a watch. It's worth a watch. <laughs> James says, I saw it on a date once, so it has happy memories for me. Well, that's sweet, James. And that's nice. Was that um, a happy ending want... as well? <laughs> or, or was that a, I want to go back in time <laughs> um, um, okay uh, Susie oh god he said sperm now yes he has said titty twister cock and sperm this is go going well um, I haven't used the other one yet <laughs> oh no um, okay um, let me just have, just have a look at the comments. Again, lots of people talking about different uh, things. So, okay. Um, so let's 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 move on to um, let's move on to predestination because we mentioned it a second ago. So all I know about predestination is it's a time travel film with Ethan Hawke. That's yes. it. That's all I know. Ethan Hawke is a hold on. What they call him? I did write it down because it is confusing. Uh. A temporal agent. So he goes back in time to change stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he's sent back. All right. Where are we going to start this? There's a child. <laughs> there's a child born called Jane. And he goes back and kidnaps her and takes her to 1945 to an orphanage. Yeah. Then we go to. Oh, Christ. I've got to try and figure this one out. He meets a stranger in 63 when he's... No, he meets a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> there is a bartender in 78. There I go. We start there. He's a bartender in 78. And he meets right. this bloke in, in the bar. And he starts yeah. telling him a story about, you know, if you, if I give you a really weird story, will you give me a bottle of whiskey? And the bloke says, you know, bartender, which is Ethan Hawke, says, yes, fair enough. So he starts telling this story about when he was younger, he was a girl. And he gave birth, to, he got pregnant, gave birth to the child. And because he's got both sexual organs, after he'd had the child, the doctors changed him to the man. Yeah? Okay, yeah. So he's now a man. He was a woman, had a child, then he's a man. And then he meets up with Ethan Hawke. And Ethan Hawke figures out that he knows who the person is that ruined their life because... She, she got pregnant by this man and the man just disappeared when she got right. pregnant. And so it okay. sort of ruined her life. Yeah, but it ruined her life because then she became a man when she wasn't a woman still. So yeah. I'm not explaining this very well, I've got to say. And <laughs> when Ethan <laughs> Hawke figures out, he knows this person. So he says, if I, if I can take you back and you can yeah. kill this person, would you do it? And he says, yes, this person has ruined your life. So he goes back and he bumps in, this man bumps into his old self as a woman. Yep. And they start talking. And in the end, they do the dirty. <laughs> yeah. And Ethan Hawke says, you've got to leave now. You can't be with her anymore. 
and he gets himself pregnant. And the baby <laughs> that even Hawk gets is him. It's the same person. He goes back to 45 with the child. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense, I think. To a point. But he's got himself pregnant. <laughs> with his own child, with himself. Oh, dear. And it turns out later on that somebody that even Hawk has been trying to catch is this fizzle bomber. And it turns out yeah. it is the bloody fizzle bomber as well. Oh, my God. Right, And okay. even Hawk, even Hawk is the same person as well. So do they actually address the way the time travel works in the film? Or is it kind of left a bit more ambiguous? Well, he can time travel. He can just time travel because it's part of his job. Yeah, that's what he does. Right, okay. To try and stop okay. people from doing crimes. Well, you've not made me not want to watch the film, that's for sure. So you've I'll got be to watch adding it. that to my list. You've got to watch I will watch it. it. You won't fucking <laughs> understand it, but you can watch it. <laughs> it is a complete <laughs> mind watch it. You know, trying to figure out that Ethan Hawke is the same person he was talking to in the bar and is the same person as the woman that he got pregnant and he is the baby. So basically, this takes Terminator. This makes Terminator look like you know an amateur in comparison, really, oh, doesn't it? Terminator is great compared to this. You know, it's simple. <laughs> Even a child could get Terminator. Uh, well, I have to say, since you've been telling this story, our comments have been very much. Uh, I'm really interested in watching this film now. So um, James says this feels like the sort of conversation that would take place at the pub at one a.m. just before closing, and then we're the only people in the loud in loudly debating time travel and the bar staff are anxiously waiting for us to leave. <laughs> but we are having the time of our lives. Yes, you know what? I, I see that being that kind of conversation as well, but I see it in our version where the bar staff likely get involved because it's that much of an interesting conversation. I reckon if you're hopes. pissed, you might understand it. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Let me have a few more beers and then tell me that story again, and I'll be <laughs> like, yeah, makes perfect sense. Um Okay, uh, Rachel. Wow, that takes incest to a whole new level. Um, when you go and tell somebody to fuck yourself, he just does. He just does. He, yeah, someone somewhere said, "Go fuck yourself," and he went right. Yes, so he did. Have I got? Have I got a story to tell you? Uh, Bake bloke, our, our lovely sponsor has come back and said, "I disappeared to eat, then came back to listen." This was the first comment I saw. What have I missed? You've missed a lot, Dan. You've missed a lot. Um, yeah, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Go back in time, start this podcast, and uh, yeah. Um, so, I've got two more films left on my list to talk about. Um, only one of them really is one that we've actually said um, to, to we both agree to, and then we'll mention the other one briefly. Uh, but Avengers Endgame. So, Avengers Endgame... Obviously, what, what I like here with what's been done is that they kind of went, right, we are doing a massive blockbuster film in the superhero genre. Time travel has been done to death a million times. How can we make it different? How And also, how can we probably make it suit our story? So what they did was they said, right, let's let's take time travel and instead of if you go back in the past instead of you changing things and then going back to that same future you create a brand new timeline and you can never return to that timeline because it's your past ultimately 
So no matter which direction in time you travel, it will always be your personal past and you can never go back to that same timeline without it now being different. So it's it's it was an it was a bit more refreshing because it kind of made sense in the sense sorry in the respect that well you know what if you're going to muck around with time there are consequences and what you're doing is you're ultimately creating loads of different timelines like I think yeah as Shane has just said Doctor Strange saw uh, the future fourteen million six hundred and five times like that's how many different you know, times you can you can muck around with it. Um, and he never won, apparently. They never won, did they? In his, in well, what he apart, from, apart from one time. 14 million times, and they only did it once. And I'm like, yeah. oh, and that's the one that you conveniently go down in the film, your jammy gets. But yeah. <laughs> um, um, so, uh, James, maybe someone is listening to this podcast from the future. Mm. I hope I can understand that. it. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I'm hosting it and I ain't got a clue. So, um, so Avengers, yeah, I, I found how Avengers did it quite refreshing. And I I feel like they broke their own rules a little bit at the end, not going to lie. Um, so spoilers, obviously, as there have been for all of these films. But obviously, Captain America goes back in time uh, to, to um, you know, put everything back where it came from. And then, um, and then obviously they go back, and um, I forgot what I was saying. Uh, and obviously, yeah, oh, sorry, old Captain America is there, but it's the Captain America from that timeline. But it's like, well, hang on, you just left, mate. So, how can you be there? Because you should have started a new timeline somewhere else. So, they broke their own rules just to be able to conclude the film the way they wanted to. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the oh. way I kind of took it, took from it anyway. Look, so I was just, I, I, I must admit, this is one of the films I don't know a lot about. I have seen it. Okay. Yeah. But it's it's not one that is really. It, it went know. very much, it went very much along the lines of what Back to the Future 2 did, where it was this concept where if you, if you change a particular point in time and you, you can go back and you can put that point back, it should restore that timeline appropriately. That being said, you'll always be the, the, the missing link as such um it's it's this theory that you're always kind of like going back and creating a new timeline um yeah. but yeah i'm probably i could be wrong um people in the comments um uh amelia says the timelines make sense i don't know what timelines you're talking about amelia uh like on community when they roll the dice and create six different timelines I have no idea what any of that means, but okie dokie, I will trust that you what are talking about. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And then Andrew has said, I spoke about this the other day. The fact that a simple roll of a dice creates six different timelines. Um, oh, dices. Well, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So it's this idea that, that that dice could have rolled five different ways than to the one that you got. So if you'd rolled a three, but there'll be they there there could have been five other but then that I that concept works in any element of, of time travel. You could I could wake up and you know make a cup of tea before I have a shower or I could have a shower before I make a cup of tea and thus that my entire day could go completely different as a result of that action. You just yeah. never know, do you? That's but I like, like, like sliding door, isn't it? It's the which film, sorry? Sliding door. I'm not seeing it. No, the door shuts and she doesn't get out of the train. But on a different timeline, the door opens and she gets out of the train. So it's a different story. Ah, 
Ah, okay. I see. Now that's interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing that film. Um, is it, is that an older film? Or? Yeah, yeah. That... Gwyneth Paltrow, I think. Isn't it? Yeah, oh, there's Paltrow. a reason not to watch it. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, uh, okay, cool. Uh, Sliding Doors. Interesting. I feel like I have heard of that. I just don't know why. Um, but yeah, so um, I... I obviously we didn't really agree to talk about Looper, but um, Looper I feel like is an interesting one um, because I feel like it follows the rules of basic timeline quite normally as such, if that's the right word to use. Mm. Um, but interestingly, I was having a conversation with with Andrew the other day, and when he made an interesting point, and I've got to make sure I get this right, but obviously in Looper, as we know you get sent your future self gets sent back to the past where in this particular film, your past self kills you uh, as part of the part of an assassin job. But if your future self escapes and then your past self gets tortured, killed, beaten up, it affects your future self in the same timeline. Cause obviously it's your few, you know, like if you get mutilated, then you'll lose your hand. However, the point that I believe Andrew was making, which I did struggle to disagree with, to be fair, was that, well, that should have always been the case because he always got mutilated. So technically his future self, when he came back, should have been mutilated anyway. He shouldn't have had his nose because that always happened. But then the, the counterpoint I made was that, yeah, but the timeline has been broken by them existing in the same timelines. But if you follow it from the time going in a constant loop theory then technically they should have always been mutilated when they came back into that timeline. Or would you see that from a different perspective? Well, no, because that is his future, isn't it? His future is going to be that. That is it. If it's going to be on a loop, then yes, it is going to be that future. That is always going to be his future. Yeah, no. Yeah, and to be fair, I can't... I I think that makes makes pretty good sense. Um, I think as far as time travel goes in in, in films, I think Looper did a pretty good job, don't, don't you? Yes, it's, it, well, there's another one. It's another good film. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is. It's, it's, it is. it's worth watching. It's not quite as confusing yeah. as some of the others. You know, it's, it's <laughs> all right to watch. You know, so, yeah. Uh, any notable, any notable mentions for any of the time travel films that we that we haven't discussed today? No, was we going to talk about Butterfly Effect? Oh God, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Butterfly Effect's great, but again, not one that I've seen for quite a few years. But it's the idea that if you ultimately the many different ways a situation can go mm. well so it's another one that if he goes if he time travels something big happens that, that is the butterfly effect if you change something here something really big over here can also happen you know and it does change it, what was it a soon you said something about a tsunami effect or yeah, the, it's, calling it's, like... well, the butterfly effect is that if a butterfly flaps its wings in japan it can have a cause a tsunami in i don't know Toronto or something, you yeah, know, or yeah, something yeah. like that. You know, in miles away, it can cause, you know, something small over here can cause something really big over here, and yeah, that is what absolutely. the butterfly effect is. And From um, what I remember, yeah. it's a really good film. Um, oh, it is a good film. He does something really weird to do with the like being born at the end, doesn't he? Like, doesn't he go back into his own? Oh, no, there's two what? different versions. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I remember having the DVD and there was an alternate ending. Yeah, there's two versions because. In the one that I've just watched, he he's walking in New York. He's changed it. He changed it so that he does. He's not with the girl. He doesn't see the girl. 
from a young when age. he sees her in the street, doesn't he? And then and he sees her in the street and they pass each other and they sort of think, do they know each other? But then they like carry deja on vu almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, but like you say, yeah, in the old one, he disappears back into his mother or something. I don't know what happens. Yeah, there. yeah, he goes back. In, his conscious mind goes back into when he's in his mother's womb, and he yeah. puts. He actually wraps the umbilical cord round his neck and, and stops himself. him and kills himself in his mother's womb, which yeah, was so super horrific to watch. That. Yeah, yeah. So crazy. I'm glad they went with the other version for the record. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> but interesting nonetheless. Um, obviously, then you've got the Final Destination films. I mean, there's only really one good Final Destination film, in my opinion, and that's number two. Um, yeah. But again, like... Um, oh, Shane has just said, well, I need to watch this. It's a good film. Butterfly Effect is a really good film. I do Very highly, good. highly recommend it, from what I remember of it anyway. But then I'm I think... Probably I would the most... Yeah, because they made a few pointless yeah, singles, didn't they? Three so. or four, I think. I don't know. It's not Obviously, there are films such as Hot Tub Time Machine, uh, Time Cop, uh, you know, other ones that I just can't... I mean, I haven't really seen many of them, actually, so I don't really know. But um, there are so many, so many films that deal with uh, time. Uh, oh, Shane's just mentioned one that we also mentioned Edge the other of day, Edge yeah, of Tomorrow. Yeah. Good film, good film. That is good Groundhog film. Day, though, it's ultimately Groundhog yeah. Day, isn't it? You know, yeah. um, I think I think what I like about Edge of Tomorrow is that it uses the concept of Groundhog Day, but actually gives you an explanation as to why it happens. Whereas mm. Groundhog Day is just Bill Murray's a twat, and we're gonna, you know, make him suffer until he sorts himself out. Um, Rachel says, "Final Destination Two, the car crash one." First one made me scared of flying. Second loved. Third roller coasters. Yep, that is absolutely right, Rachel. Um, do, do, do. I liked Edge of Tomorrow. Um, yes. Oh, um, I liked Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, Martin mentioned... I. You know what? What's really interesting is I haven't seen any comments come through this evening from any other sources. Sorry, really, really off topic. I always have like twitch or youtube comments come through but tonight i did think earlier on i've only seen things from facebook so if you've commented and you're watching on youtube or twitch i can only apologize for whatever reason i have not had comments come through from any of those other sources how very peculiar so yeah i apologize if anyone has commented this evening on twitch or youtube and uh, i have not acknowledged your point i apologize it's only because I've uh, not not seen it. Um, however, Corey mentioned Cloud Atlas. Um, now I've seen Cloud Atlas a long time ago, but I just remember it being a very long film and lot, it was six different realities of the same yeah. people, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's, that's a good film. But like you, I haven't seen it for years. Very yeah, good. Yeah, I need though. to rewatch that. I would need to yeah. rewatch that because um, um, Hugh Grant's good in that. Very yeah, good in he that. Is. He is, yeah. yeah, no, very much so. Um, yeah, I think that was, to be fair, one of the roles that I remember looking at and going, God, Hugh Grant's really showing that he can act like really yeah, well yeah. after all this spell of uh, rom-coms. So, mm. um, right, I am quickly just having a look on my Twitch feed because I've realised that I recently changed my Twitch username and that might be the reason as to why I'm not seeing any comments this evening. So my oh, apologies. Come on. I know, I know, it's terrible, it's terrible. Um, so I'm just having a quick look because somebody may have mentioned something that, that I have completely missed and I don't want that to be the case. So, uh, welcome to, it's not showing me the comments. 
damn it. Oh, well, again, apologies, anyone, if I missed anything off Twitch, uh, but I will fix that for next time. You have my word. Anyway, um, so I think that's it pretty much with, with you know, from, from time travel films, that are, I mean, worth talking about. I could probably think of a few more off the top of my head, but not ones that follow any real different rules to uh, what we've already discussed. So, um, but as always, if anybody was watching or listening to this thinks of something that, you know, can be brought up in a future episode to do with time travel that we've completely overlooked, then please, uh, please let us know. Um, just to kind of go over some of the films again from tonight, in case you're wondering, we've got Avengers Endgame, Terminator, X-Men Days of Future Past, Interstellar, Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban, The Lake House, obviously the Back to the Future trilogy, The Time Machine, Deja Vu, Premonition, Looper, Predestination, um, obviously About Time and The Time Traveler's Wife. About Time is on my list now, along with Predestination. Um, I I wouldn't. I look forward to giving them a go. Um, predestination, I don't even know how oh, I'm going to get my head around that. Um, excuse me, an headache just thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, Corey, Bill and Ted. Ah, oh, yes. Uh, a bit like Hot Tub Time Machine, though. Uses time travel. Time travel is like <sighs> the film of comedies. It's a bit like uh, the whole Lake House. There's the concept of time travel there, but they're not actually using that really to be the driving force of the film. You don't really overthink the time travel element of them. Um, it's but... just there, isn't it? You know? Yeah, it's exactly. just a vehicle to have the comedy. Exactly, exactly. Uh, James, this might be my favourite episode of the podcast so far. Well, thank you very much, James. I appreciate that. Um, I've, I've, I'm surprised brain hasn't exploded yet, but um, it's been good. It's been good. Um, I, Shane asked a question. What's your? Oh, okay. What's your favourite time travel film? Is Ooh. there one? Hmm. Um... It would have to be one on these lists that we've been talking about. If it was to do with solely. Like time travel, like a film that not not because it's a film that I love and it involves time travel, but if we're talking about it on the basis of it's a film that genuinely is about time travel and that you know for that reason, then I would probably say Deja Vu. Um, yeah, probably that or Terminator for me. I think. Oh really? So after all that, you still you still really enjoy? Oh, you still like Terminator, Terminator <laughs> even though he's got all that. Or it could be Shawshank Redemption. Oh yes, I mean that because when he when he when he goes through when he goes through the poster, obviously he goes into a different, yeah, it's a different point time, time, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. You just wanted to piss me off with that comment, so I'm, oh, gonna, yes. I'm not rising to it. I'm not rising oh, yeah. to it. Nice try, nice try, um, Corey Tenet. Ah, uh, you know what? I don't know what it is with Christopher Nolan. I just think he has got. I think he gets pleasure out of trying to mess with people's minds. I didn't particularly enjoy Tenet, to be honest. So it wasn't bad, but it just wasn't, it wasn't, you know. I haven't seen really, it, don't know anything about it. You know what? I just haven't really enjoyed an awful lot of Christopher Nolan's stuff past Inception. You know, I made this comment recently on a Facebook comment somewhere and literally got like, if I, if I was like an antelope in the wild, it was like 50 lions just ripping me to shreds because <laughs> I dare say that Christopher Nolan isn't that much of a great filmmaker anymore. And I'm just like, oh, you know, he just hit his peak with Inception. Bit, so bit pretentious oh, if you ask me. I agree. Uh, Corey did highlight one good film that I'm glad he's getting a mention is Men in Black 3. Um, one of the very few sequels to a, a franchise that I actually find to be thoroughly enjoyable. Um, and I actually quite, again, quite enjoyed 
how time travel was used in that one. It wasn't too complicated. It followed most of the basic rules that, you know, there was different timelines, different series of events. And, you know, and if you change something in the past, it affects it in the future. But it didn't really play that card much, you know. So yeah. it was just, again, a bit like time travel was the, the vehicle of the film, but there was so much more going on. Um, one of which being, I'd like just to point out that uh, um, Josh Brolin made a cracking young Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, he did. I was going to say that, but yeah, you got me there. Yeah. Yeah, he's, I, 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 it's one of those ones where if anyone ever says, you know, actors like, you know, a bit like uh, Michael Fassbender and Ian McKellen and McAvoy and Patrick Stewart, and they always say, which actors do you feel, you know, have really... Um, portrayed an, a younger version of another actor's work well and i always go to josh brolin with tommy lee jones mm. just very yes. very good but there you know there are a few others to be fair i mentioned one the other day and i said oh it was close it was very close but it wasn't quiet and i don't remember what it was i'll have to remember uh susie says uh planet of the apes again it's it's one of those films where time travel allowed things to happen in the film but they didn't really focus on that element of it did they mm. um but good film from what I remember of it. Are we talking about the original? Not seen the original. I've only seen the Tim Burton one. Oh, right. That one. Well, yeah, it's the same sort of thing. They, they land extensively in the end on Earth. So it yeah, must be in the true. future because the monkeys have taken over. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Yeah. No. Well, yeah, exactly. So, it, again, time travel plays a big part in it, but not in a way that they kind of sit no, there and go, why did not, this happen? <laughs> It's not the main feature of the film, is it? The time travel. No, exactly. It's just how it gets there. Exactly. Uh, Corey says Star Trek as well. Yep, Star I mean, so many different Star Trek films have dealt with time travel. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, there we go. So we hope we've covered uh, as many of your time travel films as possible. And I hope whether you've been watching us uh, live um, or whether you're listening to this in the future, <laughs> uh, yeah, then, yeah, uh, then you thoroughly enjoy this. Um, James has just asked a question Has Disney ever done time travel? The only one that immediately pops into my mind is the newer film they made called A Wrinkle in Time, but I haven't seen it. I just know Chris Pine is in it. Um, but yeah, I know there's a future film, uh, the Flash film when it comes out as part of the DC universe, they'll be dealing with time travel in that as well. So, um, because they're using it as a way to write Ben Affleck's Batman out of the series. So that'll be interesting. Perhaps we can come back and do this again in the future once we've in seen those future. more time travel films. <laughs> or maybe in <laughs> yeah. the past. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. We'll do it first. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yes, so that is us wrapping up today's uh, episode. Um, again, thank you, Andy, for coming along and, and talking about this. It's been enjoyable. And I think we've given people listening and watching a lot to think about, which I think it's always, if you can, you know, give people something to kind of take away from it and then you've, you've you've done a good job in a podcast as far as i'm concerned so head yeah headache yeah go go take some uh, aspirin or something you know <laughs> um but yeah no honestly thank you so much for coming along and no, it's um, good to be here good to be here yeah no well we'll have you back in the future despite the fact that uh you know uh i think a few people in the comments uh found your your use of certain words hilarious i think that's a good reason to have you back in the future <laughs> i was going to apologize um, as well <laughs> no no i do not want your apology uh i i have every episode of this uh podcast has always been branded as explicit 
for so that we can sit here and say shit like this um, so um but yeah no honestly no need to apologize but i hope you'll one day come back in the future for another episode on a different topic that we think of um yep, yep and yep. Uh, and also, again, one more time, thank you to uh, the Bait Bloke, aka Dan, for sponsoring today's episode. Um, thoroughly appreciate it, Dan, and I hope you've been watching uh, and enjoying. Um, and don't forget to go and check out the Bait Bloke on Facebook and Instagram, as I will be doing to book a a Mother's Day treat. He says, as knowing his mum is watching this, and I can have some <laughs> as well yes exactly um so yes no don't uh yeah don't forget to check out uh the bait bloke um right thank you so much again and thank you to everyone who's been commenting and uh getting involved throughout the whole thing uh we'll be back i want to say next week but i was debating whether to do one next week or not so i want to keep whether we come back as next week or as a surprise if not we'll be back in two weeks time so it'll either be next week or two weeks after but the next topic that we will be dealing with will be video games that have been made into films and my special guest with that will be shane so uh yes look forward to that episode when we get around to doing that and once again thank you to everyone and thank you andy and thank you ross it's we'll been a pleasure no worries. Thank you and see you all very soon. Cheers, mate. See you soon.